Coming up next, the Bookening reveals its 2020 list of books. Plus, we do part one of our fantasy draft. Hey everybody, welcome to The Booking. My name is Nathan Albertson. I'm your humble and obedient host. There's Brandon. He's wearing a shirt. It looks like he's in prison. And It does, kind of. <laughs> it's like this gray striped shirt. And it's got buttons. I mean, it's nicer than a prison shirt, but it yeah. is It is very prison chic. <laughs> what, a, what a compliment. Thank you, Nathan. Nicer than a prison shirt. It's nicer than a prison shirt. Thank you. If I, you know what I'm going to say? 60% of Brandon's clothes is nicer than prison clothes. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a majority. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. And we've got Jacob Menzel. Yeah. His clothes are nicer than prison clothes. And he's here. He's the pastor who's a master of reading. Brandon's a scholar who's a baller of books. I'm your humble and obedient host, the Lord of Validation himself. That's what they've been calling me for my whole life, the Lord of Validation. And I feel very validated today because this is like the beginning of our series of holiday episodes. We're going to do these two episodes and we're going to do like a little three-part Christmas short story thing. Yeah. And then I think... If the math works out, we'll be into Tolstoy, War and Peace. We will. Yep. So that'll be great. But today we are going to do something really fun. We're going to do a fantasy draft where you get to draft characters from the novels that we've read and settings and other stuff. We'll explain the rules. But basically, you're going to draft different elements, mostly characters, from the novels that we've read this year and the short stories, and you are going to get to then, or you're going to have to then, make up a story with the amalgamated elements that you've gathered. And by you, I mean myself, Jake, and Brandon. So this is going to be super fun, right, guys? Yeah. Yep. Let's get going. 2020 list of books. Yeah, let's get dangerous. And the most dangerous thing of all that we can do is read from Instagram some of the things that people want us to do this year, Brandon. Oh, yeah. I should really- Yeah, so we got some suggestions. You want me to read them? Yeah. I don't know if nobody said whether these are suggestions or guesses. Well, let me find the list first. Um, it would really be handy if I had- I don't know if anybody- uh, This person might have gotten one of them right, actually. Hang on one second. I'm sorry. How I'm close are we to unlocking Tolkien? We are, Jake. I think that's a fantastic question. Now, when you say unlocking Tolkien, you mean he's still alive- and we put him in our basement and told him he had to write a sequel to Lord of the Rings. And he's been stuck on it for the last 60 years. Yeah, because you know how slow that guy is. Yeah. yeah. Like, first, I have to develop out the world and write a bunch of stuff that my son will exploit. Yeah. And so he's, he's basically been working on a whole new world and set of languages. Right. For- and by a whole new world, you mean he's writing new lyrics to the Disney song. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. That's what's going on. <laughs> Guys, oh, wow. I didn't realize we were this close. We're pretty close. Where are we? We are within $133. I mean, it's, you know, striking distance. we're in striking distance, people. Absolutely. Get us there. We are at currently $877. $350 supporters. I will not make another appearance. Not $33. You're right. It's even closer than I said, right? $123. $123. Math. Somebody can't do math. It's not the subject of this show. 
It is not. That is a fact. No, it's like this shows like the opposite of math. Another fact, I will not make another appearance on the bookending until we get to $1,000. Wow. Whoa. So unlock Brandon and Tolstoy. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. free Brandon. Hashtag free Brandon. Hashtag free <sighs> Tolkien, not Tolstoy. What, what do you think's fatter, Tibet or Brandon? Hmm. Mm, I, mean, I, I don't know. I've never been to Tibet. As far as things that we could free. I Whales. Know. Willy, free Willy. <laughs> Willy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nathan, you're funny. <laughs> I wondered when we were going to be making fat jokes. I missed them, Nathan. No, Brandon. Brandon. Nathan, I missed them, you, f- you friend. <laughs> your friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> okay, listen. We're at 877, folks. And if you get us to $1,000, we'll make it the year of Tolkien. If you can do that before... The year of Tolkien means we'll do all the books that we are talking about, but we will also, in addition, do a Tolkien book a month. Right. If you don't, or a Tolkien something a month. If you don't make it by 2020, then whenever you make it, we'll do. We'll just to- do what we did. We'll just do what we always do, or whatever. Guys, you'll get a month instead of a, a year. But I think a year of Tolkien is pretty cool. I've, I've already been, started working. I like. I'm in the two towers right now, and your now. kids are loving them, right? That's right. Yeah. And we've got a lot of positive yeah. energy towards I'm, this Tolkien. So I'm a, stuff. I believe. I'm a believer. I, I trust you guys. Yeah. Jake also is a believer. Oh, a believer. No, I'm not a not not quite a believer. But I do know what that means, and so I. I'm thankful that Brandon I, I accused apologize. you. Of. I guess we all know what believers are in this room. Yeah, we it's do. Sad. Um, people, I may or may not have asked my brother to help me learn how to Photoshop, mm-hmm. simply so I could put Jake's face on Legolas, <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan's face on Gimli. Well, Brandon. <laughs> wow. And you're so, gonna be Aragorn. <laughs> I don't know who I'll be. <laughs> I'll probably be the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> the cave troll. I'll be Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> the cave. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. We should get to it because we got a lot of ground to cover today. What's Shelob. Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. You, Brandon can be Shelob. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> A spider. You know, Guy, Brandon, man. what are some of the suggestions or guesses that people made on Instagram? Yeah, let's let's see. Um, let's start with George McDonald for Children's Book Month. We will not be doing that this year. We had two guesses. This was the one was that it was Fantasties. That was, or was it just no, George McDonald? Just George McDonald's mm-hmm. children's books. I yeah. am not opposed to doing George McDonald at some point. How do you guys feel? Sure. I, yeah, children's books by George. Feel like McDonald's. feel like that's something that we need to. Yeah, at some point. His, that's his strength. His children's literature, Princess and the Goblin, perhaps, or the Princess and Curdy, or one of the one of the Curdy books, maybe. Well, I mean, we had the guesses that were written on our board the other day too. Yeah, the Left Behind series. Nikolai made those guesses yet. <laughs> Never did figure out who made it. I, I, I don't know. My assumption is that it was Ben Sulcer, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Somebody who obviously listens because mm-hmm. they knew Fantasties. Yeah. Yeah, and Marilyn Robinson. Yeah. 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 It, listeners, you got to follow our Instagram account to have that context. Sorry yep. about that. That's true. Follow us on Instagram. This is where this all happens. You can see we put up stories and questions. You guys. Somebody came into our studio and wrote a list of suggestions on our whiteboard of Horrible, awful books. Yep. They thought they were being pretty funny. Very amusing. You can look at it, it was kind of on funny. Instagram if you want to. Funny enough to share. Be amused Instagram. and kind they of smile. They were hilarious. Smile. I laughed. Yeah. If you want to laugh. cry. If you want to roll on the floor laughing. And for $100, you can make us read one of those, yeah. actually. A we do, month. We do Nikolai. Yeah. We don't you just like pony up 100 Yeah. Okay. Two people were showing that they are obviously friends and are keeping track, are fans mm-hmm. and keeping track. So we had two guesses for Sins and Sensibility. That is, I'm going to go ahead and say correct. That will be our February Ding, Austin. You guys win. Now, War and Peace is January, and that's kind of the end of this year. I don't know how, what it counts year, as. But Narnia pushed us down the line. Right? Yeah. So we're actually starting the year with War and Peace in January. 
And then February, always awesome month, the month of love, Valentine's Day, all that. We'll be doing Sense and Sensibility. Really looking forward to that. But we'll come back to the list in a second. Brandon, any more guesses? Yeah, there's lots more. The Poet and the Lunatics. By Chesterton? Yeah. I believe I am rather well on the record as not liking Chesterton's fiction at all. I know you don't. Maybe one day we'll have to do it. We can do it. I'm just not positive. I'm just not promising a bunch, a lot of positive energy. I used energy. to enjoy, it might, we might be able to disagree. I thought I The Man some... Who Is Thursday was one of the biggest betrayals. I liked The Man Who Is Thursday until the big floating face at the end. How yeah. about Man Alive? Man Alive is, I don't know just, if I've actually read Man Alive. I just, I remember being fairly positive about it and not having any. Whoa. I enjoyed the Napoleon of Notting Hill and I enjoyed the Club of Queer Trades and I enjoyed the Ball and the Cross. I'm happy to do it someday. We're just I've not on this year's list, then I don't think we're going to bump anything for it. But we'll also have to do Charles Williams one year. That would be fun what too. A weirdo. I, I just, I just don't pro- promise to bring any positive energy to. to it's fine, Nathan. Fiction, since that's when all. have we brought positive energy to anything? All the time. We're always negative on every book. Brandon, I feel like you're being sarcastic, and we don't. We're not sarcastic on the book. Anymore. Hey, let's keep. Yeah, sarcasm is for weaklings. Form um, of anger. There's a secret adversary by Form Agatha of Christie. It's an act of aggression. It is an act of aggression. I love you, listeners. We do love you, listeners. No, we, Brandon, we do. Stop being sarcastic, Brandon. Uh, yeah, don't be sarcastic <laughs> about that. I'm not sarcastic. We love our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I was no, we, doing air quotes. Yeah, no, we, we, we love our listeners. We do love each and every listener. Yep. The, the secret. Except for one of them. You know who you are. You know who you are. The right. Secret Adversary by Agatha Christie. Haven't we done enough? I get in so much trouble because I'm just like, it's not for me. It's okay if it's for all you other people. And Who are I, stupid. And then everybody gets obviously. mad at me for saying a sweet <laughs> little- Because the subtext is always, uh, it's good if you're like stupid or like, you know, a woman who is taking a break from making her muffins. Jake, first of all, women are capable of so much more than making muffins. <laughs> Second of all, you know, some people like certain things and I'm, I'm, my philosophy is live and let live. Yep. You know, Oscar the Grouch, he wanted to live in a trash can. Some people like to live, read uh, <laughs> Agatha Christie. Um, Women can fine. make pancakes. Thank you. Perfect illustration. No, no, no. I'm hashtag live and let live. You make sandwiches. Yeah. Are we talking about women now? I'm just naming all the things women can make. <laughs> they can make a lot of things. PG Wodehouse. You know, I t- if people want to hear a little, some of my uh, thoughts, you remember that episode I did where I was all by myself? The Madman episode. <laughs> you, you guys were both like yeah. busy or something that week. So I did a top 10. I talk a little you bit about little, Woodhouse. You had a sock puppet of me on one yeah. hand and a sock puppet yeah, of Jake bro. on the other. I, uh, I talk a little bit about Woodhouse if people want to hear some, some thoughts from me. And what I say is he's a very funny humorist and I don't know what we would say about him besides that made me laugh or that didn't make me laugh so much. Like, what would we say? <laughs> it would be... You got to be in the mood for Woodhouse, and if you are, then... If he's on your wavelength, then... Yeah. I mean, it's like telling a joke or something. You you, you laugh or you don't. Yeah, you either dig the sense of humor and the style, which are really intertwined, or you don't. He's obviously very good at what he does, and I'm... I I'd, I'd love to read Woodhouse. I just don't... I'm not it just... used to be a vacation tradition for me to grab a Woodhouse book and on the drive or something like that. Read yeah. while we're driving. Yeah, I always read while I drive. No, I used to. My wife drives on, on long trips. She gets car sick. Ah, makes sense. Thank that does, does make sense. Little Women. Apparently someone wants our take on it. Ah, well, yeah. And there is a movie coming out next year. That you know, I thought, A, the, the movie looks like such a feminist piece of garbage. Sure. Well, maybe we'll do a Little Women one year. But I think the women done did it and they did it well. I like that episode. I encourage people to listen to it. They should. Yeah. All right. We've also got 
people. We got a good response. Mm-hmm. Gulliver. Gulliver's Travels, huh? Well, it's not on the list this year. It's not on the list this year. I'm fine with that. I'm not sure how excited it, exciting it would really be, but... Has this person actually read it? Do they like it? Do they like Swifty and satire? Or are they, they just thinking say. of a movie they, where they, they saw just said Gulliver. little Lilliputians being cute and stuff? I don't know. Because Gulliver's pretty... It's racy at points. Yeah, it's a little different than what people think it is. Yeah. If they've just seen a movie or... And one day we'll have to do the it. iconography. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it one of these years. Uh, George Eliot. George Eliot. I'm honestly not sure why she's not on our list this year. We've been now. We'll be is going into not? our... Our fifth year. We have to tackle either Silas Marner or Middle March one day. I would really like to do Middle March and... It should be our token long novel one year. It's long. And some people swear by it as the great novel. You know, I'm going to put it on the list. We'll get to it soon, folks. I know that it's been a... We've been naughty and not getting to George Eliot yet, and we need to. All right, last one. You guys ready? Yeah. And this is the one that apparently there's a new movie coming out of this next year is Dune. Yeah, I don't think we can do that on the bookening because I'm pretty sure it's... Well, maybe it's the, just the later. I have book. no clue anything about it other than the well, unless you're Scott's unless whatever. you're willing to really invest in a crazy detailed world where in the world building. I'm obviously not. No, yeah, J.K. that stuff. It's it's not like the prose is rich and wonderful or anything like that. I don't know. We could do it. I'm afraid it might be too sexual, but I really <laughs> don't remember. I don't know. Anyways, apparently there's a movie coming out. I'm I'm not opposed to it, I guess. It's by that stupid Denny Villeneuve, who's, I hate his movies. Oh, do you hate his movies? He's so humorless and pretentious, and he always thinks he's being profound, and I hate prisoners, and I hate prisoners so much, and I hate, didn't like that thing with Amy Adams, where- Arrival, she, that's Arrival. Right. You hated that. Hated that. Didn't hate it, but I just thought it was a drag, and- Worst birthday present ever. Yeah, worst birthday present ever. Jake- It's what you wanted. Yeah, I know. You just want to be miserable. Yeah. No, Denny Villeneuve wants to be miserable because he's so profound. Didn't even make it through his Blade Runner. I just... I fell asleep in his Blade Runner. I just don't like Denny Villeneuve, but maybe he'll make a good Dune. I don't know. Well, Brandon, is that all the suggestions that people have? Yeah, we really appreciate everybody responding on Instagram. It's been fun, guys. Yeah, and I think the two big takeaways for me are you'd still like to hear more Agatha Christie, which is fine. I'm happy to keep doing it. I'll keep saying the same thing every year, but that's fine. George McDonald's happy to do one of these days, and uh, George Elliott definitely need to get to ASAP, but we don't have her on the list for this year. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. There we have it. Dune, I don't know if we'll ever do. I'd love to do a big sci-fi opus sometime. We need to do some sci-fi in the for sure. before the booking is somewhere within the 40-year period that we do this podcast. We need to get some some sci-fi in there. 40 years. Yeah. I like that. 40 years in the desert, 40. It's a good number. 40 years of booking. We're, we've only got 36 to go. We'll be old men. Twice our Yeah, that's age. nice. I like that. We'll be doing it in the retirement together Ages. on the beaches of Florida. I, I think it's nice. I think it'd be fun to like go back to Pride and Prejudice and be like, that whippy, whippersnapper, Elizabeth Bennett. Pride and Prejudice in like two years. I know, but I think it'll be nice to do it when we're like thoroughly like every ounce of romance has died and <laughs> yeah. we are oh, on, man. we're gonna age like fine wine it's gonna be we're gonna be that much more romantic that's there right you we'll that's be right. your computer uh, it's yes it's the fans yeah we're gonna be like fine wine that's right we'll be like fine wine okay in march is that where we were at okay so we talked about the book list Let's do the rest of the book list that we've actually came up with. So, so far we've got War and Peace and we've got Sense and Sensibility. Sensibility. So I think the idea with this year was we wanted to do 
a few more. We wanted to get just a few more Stone Cold classics crossed off our list. We did. We did. The first year was pretty Stone Cold classic, and then we did kind of an esoteric. I don't know. We our last couple of years have been. I don't know what every year has been off the top of my head, but the last year or two have been kind of esoteric, a little bit off the beaten path, maybe. So we tried to throw some classics in. Yes, we always try to hit a mixture. We did of Mice and Men, Old Man in the Sea, Jane Eyre, Persuasion, Catcher in the Rye, Catcher in the Rye, Great Gatsby. You make a fair point, Jake. I don't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) but I do know we wanted to make sure we loaded this year with some good classics. And And also some things that people have been asking us to read. Yeah, exactly. Even if they're kind of more obscure. So in March, we are going to have some fun in March. We are going to do the much beloved classic that is Johnny Tremaine. Oh, no. Oh, no. no, I forgot about this. And also Trumpet of the Swan. Well, that's a good book. Yay. Yeah. So might be a little negative energy, might be have a kind of a wrinkle in time situation on our hands with... Trump with uh, Johnny Tremaine, but I don't know. It's probably fine. It's probably not as immoral as Wrinkle in Time. And then Trump out of the Swan. In April, we are doing Moon and Sixpence by, is that Mogum? W. Somerset Mogum. W. Somerset Mogum. I know nothing about it. I guess he's Irish. I didn't even know that. I don't know if he's Irish. Oh, okay. He's Brit. <laughs> okay, well. Dribbles, give you some shit, Mog. I don't know. I can't do my cockney. <laughs> well, oh, that. no, what's happened? <laughs> um, he did of Human Bondage. I've read that. I have not read anything by him, including Moon and Sixpence, but a good friend of ours has been requesting this for a few years, and we thought we'd do it. And he's a good writer, right, Brandon? Our friend? No. Oh, W. Somerset Mogum. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Now, in May... At the end of summer, waiting for Godot. Oh, boy. Boy. Yeah, I this forgot is the year that we were Stone doing Cold this. Classics, I forgot. I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> As opposed to last year. Uh, I'm sorry, people. <laughs> no, maybe it's good. We're doing this because I kind of need us to. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, Brendan, Brendan's actually, uh, this will factor into Brendan's dissertation. <laughs> so there we're using. There are two things on this list that will help me. But, you know, I mean, don't you want to be able to say that you've read Waiting for Godot? I've read it. No, I'm talking to our listeners. Oh. Let go and let Godot. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll find it weird. And it won't take you that long to read. It's a play. So we should read Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead along with it. Because it's a remaking of Shakespeare through the lens of Godot. I'm fine with that. That's pretty fun. I don't know. We'll discuss it off mic. That's kind of dirty, though. Oh, okay. Well, let's not. Maybe then. it's not dirty. I can't uh, remember. I don't know. If it's dirty, we won't do it. Don't count on it, folks, but maybe we'll do it. So, All right. I mean, to be fair, so is there's a little bit of crudity in Waiting for Godot, so. Well, we're doing Waiting for Godot, because our, listener, our listeners are adults, except for the ones who aren't, and they can handle Waiting for Godot. But then, June, you're going to be hitting the beach, you're going to be changing into your bathing wear, you're going to be making sand castles. So Jaws. We're doing Peter Benchley's Jaws. <laughs> Peter Benchley's Jaws. No. We are going to do one of the most famous novels, kind of a great American novel, just universally beloved classic. We so should. I should be able to remember this list, but I don't. It's a classic. It's kill American. as many Blue Jays as you want, Brandon. Oh, but never kill a mockingbird. No, don't. Don't. But we're going to read To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's going to be good. Good. It is going to be good. It's yeah. a good one. I've recently read it, and there, it's good. There you go. I'm glad. I've read it. I'm sure we've all read it. You read To Kill a Mockingbird, Jake? Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Yep. I've never seen the movie, actually, so what? maybe we'll have to watch the movie. 
That's a, one of the big holes in my cinema. Makes you want to live in a little small southern town. There you go. I've Not never, really. never wanted to. racism and weird people living in houses. Well, as long as you got Gregory Peck sticking up for you. July, we are going to go uh, <laughs> another stone cold classic that people love and everybody's heard of. Dangerous Laughter by Stephen Milhauser. <laughs> okay, so the way I set up this year was crap. I admit it. <laughs> I thought I remembered us saying, let's, let's stack this year with classics. You do. Maybe that was last year. Maybe it was last year. <laughs> okay, so Dangerous Laughter, Stephen Milhauser. He did Martin Dresler, a novel that we read and enjoyed in the distant past. And everybody's begging us to go back to Milhauser. Yeah, everybody's so. like, when are you going to do Milhauser again? Come on. Don't leave us hanging. Oh, I like it that we're visiting authors that nobody wanted us to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Milhauser has the advantage of being very good, and this is probably it's his best collection stories. of short stories. Is this the one that has the disappearance of Elaine Coleman? Yes. That is fantastic. It's, it, this, this has, I, I think maybe every story is a winner. This, this, this one might be Bull in 300. This is a great collection, and it's short stories, folks, so you don't really have an excuse not to do it. Next, yeah. in August... Now, this is interesting because I think we sort of acted like we were going to continue The Hollow Crown, and I'm fine with that because The Hollow Crown rocks, but what I have written down here is Romeo and Juliet. Audible. Let's finish The Hollow Crown. Yep. The Hollow Crown. Goodbye, Romeo cool. and Juliet. Who needs yeah. you? We'll come back to Romeo and Juliet the next year. Romeo and Juliet must die. We've got so many. I mean, Shakespeare and Austin are wells that we keep vi- revisiting. Yeah, we'll we'll get to Romeo and Juliet. I think we had more success with hollow crown than we have with any shakespeare so far and we enjoyed it more so yeah let's go back to that one yeah i think probably we came up with roman romeo and juliet before we'd done the hollow crown so we were just thinking oh we better do some really classic shakespeare to kind of something that yeah. give people a break from that hollow <laughs> crown but it turns out they don't need a break from hollow crown because they need more it's awesome they need more now september this is going to make brandon happy and also help him write his thesis hey nathan i'd like to say something to you yes brandon i'd like to listen to you never let me go okay i won't okay the Cat in the Hat. No, it's <laughs> Never Let Me Go. Ishiguru. We are going back to the Ishiguru well. He's worth going back to. Yeah, because we really liked, well, so is Milhauser, Brandon. You'll see. No, Milhauser was. I loved um, Martin. I Hazen. am much more excited personally about going back to Milhauser than Ishiguru. I, have it. I'm pretty excited about both of them. I've not read Never Let Me Go. I'm but I'm more excited about going back to Ishiguro. Well. Yes, I'm aware of that. You guys can... But you also uh, have different opinions. You also had to get rid of Tolstoy because of Ready Player One. So I just don't know that. Oh yes, our argument. Yep, that was a that was a stone cold classic episode. That was a right stone there. cold classic <laughs> episode. Yeah, people do love that episode. Yeah, go listen to that episode. You want to hear Brandon fail? Trounced. Yeah. If you want to hear Jake make Brandon give up Tolstoy in order <laughs> to defeat Ready Player Ready Player One. Which is a very, and still fail. Which is a very <laughs> yeah, yeah, silly yeah. proposition. <laughs> if you want to hear me change the rules just so Jake doesn't destroy Brandon in a way that will make people not like Jake, then listen to that episode. Okay, October. To be determined, we're going to do another round of horror stories like we did this year. Had a lot of fun with that. I think what I'm going to do this year, though, is actually pick good stories. Hey, oh, Nathan, good idea. Nathan, that might actually be a good idea. I think I will look to pick stories not that i have nostalgia for which is what was kind of behind lovecraft and poe but stories that i think are genuinely good and that will either terrify you guys or you will appreciate the artistry of more like lovecraft and poo (laughs) (laughs) brandon yeah i've never been more proud thank you (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> I feel like you were up late late last night coming up with that one. Yeah. You got draft after draft. Wait, I got it. In the waste baskets full of paper. <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> okay now this is interesting i can't say i'm all this excited about this one but i think it'll be interesting to talk about and i I guess i did enjoy it when i read it in high school 1984 Ooh, is that on there yeah i think it's probably you why did i want that on there because you were talking about it with your high school kids or something no 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 i would never do that with them (laughs) (laughs) i think we just felt like we needed no we needed to get Orwell out of the way, and this was the way to do it. Why didn't we do Animal Farm? Because we're idiots. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> let's do Animal Farm. Well, you know, we do need to do 1984. We do need to do I, it. I think we let's might as well. Let's just do it. I've never, it, done, I've never read it. It'll, it'll be good. It's a good book. It's just... We could I've talk never about, read either of them. I've never talk, read... Are we going to do A Brave New World? Is one that of these, have to. One of these one years, of these yeah. These dystopian novels, man. I mean, we already did Fahrenheit 451. That was such an awesome novel. It had the hound, the mechanical hound, and all that good stuff. The mechanical hound. Okay. All right. Brothers Karabazov. I forgot to to build this up. This This is the year we all quit the book and (laughs) (laughs) go separate ways. Yay! Oh, what the heck? Oh, we'll be doing that in December. <laughs> the Christmas? whole year, people are going to be like, why don't you guys do things you like? I hate I predict, the bookening because I the bookening predict, hates everything. I predict that we will. I think that actually might have been part of our reasoning behind this year was trying to do things we might like. Why did we do 1984 and Dostoevsky? Because we really <laughs> wanted to end on a sour note. What were we smoking? <laughs> it is, I mean, probably it is. I mean, certainly Ishiguro and Milhauser and some of those other books are definitely just us picking things we know we'll like. Look, yeah. listen, listen. This year's going to start with War and Peace. That's going to be a high note. Sense and Sensibility is going to keep the buzz going. Johnny Tremaine, okay, we'll do an episode or two m- making fun of it. But I think a lot of people will be on board with that. Then we got Trumpet of the Swan. We're all going to like that. Yeah. Moon and Sixpence, I got high hopes for. Yeah. High hopes. Waiting for Godot. We'll like it. Maybe not so much, but it'll be an interesting discussion at least. To Kill a Mockingbird, Stone Cold Classic. How can you not like it? Uh, yeah. What's his face? Milhauser, great. Yeah. Shakespeare, great. Yeah. Yep. Never Let Me Go, Brandon's. I love it. Will pee his pants. And <laughs> Horror Stories, I'm going to choose good ones. Yeah. Uh, and then. So we're just going to end the year on a downer is all. Here, I'm going to predict something of all the Dostoevsky novels that we could read Mm -hmm. that we might like. This is the one. Well, what a sterling endorsement that is. I think you guys are going to like it. I do. I think you're going to like it. It's as as close to a Tolstoy novel as Dostoevsky ever got. Uh, And Dostoevsky. I'm sitting there wishing I was reading Tolstoy. Yeah, I mean, we all will. But we're going to get to have some fun context about how Dostoevsky was always felt inferior to Tolstoy, Mm -hmm. and rightly so. And how everybody who pretends like Dostoevsky's better because he has like some psychological realism to him. Guess what? Tolstoy has some psychological realism too. Well, there you go. I'm excited about Tolstoy, guys. Uh, I mean, you mean Dostoevsky or Tolstoy? Tolstoy. Yeah, I'm very Coming excited up about in it. January. Yeah, that's gonna be great. All right, guys. <laughs> why don't we take a little break, do donor shoutouts real quick, and, yeah. just, and then we will begin the first part of our two part thing that we're doing. Does that sound good? Yeah. All yeah. right. Pull up the patrons here. Uh, let's just go through them real fast. 
Robert Ronald the Lovebird. Robert and Ronald the Lovebird. Anthony Dodger. Little Anthony Cigar Store. The middle. The immortal. Thanks for the cigars, Anthony. Thank you. We're going to review those one of these days. We've been busy. Jimmy Beam and Little Annie Oakley. Jimmy Beam and Little Annie Yes, yes, I hope so. Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley. Andrew and Esther the Livebirds. I did say Livebirds. Live more, live harder, live The Keith Master. The Keith Master. David's Mighty Men Trucking. John and Jill and Lily of Baby Max. Jillian and Katie who are cold and love cheese and also Sylvia Lewis, including Till We Have Faces. Fairy Princess of Wonder and Happiness, Mother. Beth. Console Prime, Adam. Prime Adam. Jeremy the Dark-Headed Lord of Death Jeremy and Dark Prince Adam. Bear and Princess Bug of Death Doom Dying and Not Me Maya Maya Avenger, Judith of the Ladies and Justice, Danny the Dude, DJ Sammy G, Benny and Dan of Tiberius, Arkin Captain's Beyond Window Breaks, Professor and Lady X, Lavender's Green, Dylan Dylan, Lavender's Blue, Lavender's Green, Dylan Dylan, I Love You, Noah Constrictor, Marachine, The Fair and Fragment, Maiden Chloe, Six Pack Zach with Mean Attack, and Catherine with the Knack for Laying Down the Smack, Anthony who's Cold and Hates Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Cheese, Cheese Hater folks, Jiu-Jitsu, Jeffrey, the Texan Rangers, Rachel Walker, Rachel. Leopard Tank Thomas. Oh, yeah. Tank Thomas. Shooting that Leopard Tank. Thomas. <laughs> Brendan, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were you going to shoot Leopard Tank Thomas? No. <laughs> He's shooting. I'm not happy with that at all. Midnight Ninja Ellen. Midnight, Midnight Ninja, Ninja Ellen. Ellen. Queen Kangeta. Queen, Queen Kangeta. Return of the Jedediah. Return, Return of the, the Jedediah. Jedediah. All right, guys. Let's get into the fantasy draft. This is going to be fun. Folks, I don't think that you should just tune out. I think that you should be excited for this because this is going to be cool. Let me read the rules. Rule number one, you get 12 draft picks. Rule number two, at least one of them must be a setting. Rule number three, a setting constitutes all of the physical locations and accoutrement of one book. So, For example, if I chose the setting of Emma, a novel that we're not doing this year, I'd get all the manor houses and fields and everywhere that Emma goes in that book would be my playground. And along with that playground would come everything necessary to make that playground work. Servants. Carriages. Carriages, balls, horses, all that stuff. What I would not get is Mr. Knightley or Miss Woodhouse herself or her dad. I wouldn't get any characters except for the random kind of background extras that you need to make. None of the main characters. Right. So- A setting does not include any major or named characters. That's rule number four. Rule number five. All other picks can be characters or objects from any books we've read this year. In case it's not obvious, folks, if I pick Dracula, Jake cannot pick Dracula. We, you know, this works like a, this is like a real draft. Rule number six. If you pick an object, this is where it begins to get pretty interesting. If you pick an object that exists in another player's setting, it is deleted from their setting. For example. Let's say Jake picks the Star Wars novel that we'll never read. Yep. I might then say, you know what? For my next pick, I'm going to draft Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's a Darth Vader novel, and now I've got a Darth Vader with no Darth Vader lightsaber. Right. So So you can complicate things for people. It can get complicated, right. Yeah. Objects maintain all attributes no matter the setting. So if you were to, last year, have picked Harry Potter's magic wand, and put it into your Stephen Milhauser novel, the wand would still work, even though the... Expecto Patronum still work. Right, precisely. Expelliarmus still work. Yep. Fun idea for a novel. Yeah. Yep. Objects maintain all attributes, no matter the setting. 
you may not steal an object that is integral to the setting. Now, this is an interesting... This is where the rubber is going to meet the road. We may have some fights about this. So could you actually then take Harry Potter's wand? Yes. Absolutely. You just can't take wands. What you could not do is take Hogwarts or magic or oxygen. Or wands. Or, yeah, or wands or all of Harry Potter's clothes. (laughs) Oh, now he's naked, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Jake had a long discussion. If, if Dracula was on the table, which is not, we're only doing this year's books, but if Dracula was on the table, would I be able to steal Dracula's brides? And I say, yes, they're not integral in the sense that the novel can still happen with them without them. Dracula can still make some more brides. I'm not stealing the property of female vampires from Jake. I'm just stealing something that essentially functions as a very specific piece of set dressing. Um, so what that means is I could have... Wait, what he couldn't take is Dracula's castle because Dracula's castle is like integral to the setting. Yeah, without Dracula's castle. Why did I pick Dracula if I didn't mean to include Dracula's castle as my setting? Like that's just... Right. You just negated my pick. Right. You yeah. told me I'm in an empty world that means nothing. So the question then is, is the presence of Dracula's brides integral to the creepy, spooky setting of Dracula's castle? And that's where we could have a fight about it. Nathan says, no. I'm just saying you're going to have to go make some brides right. or something like that if you want them to be in the castle. But yeah, I'm taking yeah. them away from you. Draft Martin Dressler's wife and have Dracula bite her neck. Right. Yeah. There you go. She's already half vampire anyway. So we'll have some fights. I think in that case, we did both come down on the side that I would be able to take I think so, Dracula's yeah. brides, right? But you could see yeah. how this might get complicated. Yeah. We'll fight it out. It'll be fun. I don't want to give too many examples from the novels that we're doing this year, so... Mm-hmm because I don't want to give anyone any ideas. Now, that's this goes into the next rule. Integral is defined as fundamentally affecting the nature of the setting. So you could argue that the brides don't, but the castle does. And rule number 10, your characters must begin somewhere in the character trajectory they underwent in the book. What that means is if I draft Emma Woodhouse, who again is not in, on the table this year, but let's say we're reading Emma, I draft Emma. I can start Emma as a know-it-all brat 20-year-old brat, or I can start her as a 21-year-old married to Mr. Knightley cool chick, or anywhere in between. What I cannot do is start her as a 50-year-old woman with three kids. Who's also a widow now. Who's also a widow now. I've got to... You can end her there. I can end her there, but my novel has to take as its starting place where... So we're not going to do like the young... So the good thing is, what we're saying is, you don't have to take them from the end of their character development. Right. Or from the beginning of their character development. You can take them anywhere within the framework of the character development that we see on paper. So I could, for example, take Emma from right after Mr. Knightley told her what was up and she's like sad and soft and ready to repent, but she hasn't quite. I don't know why I would do that, but that's something I could do. You could take her before that happened and then it never happens because you put her in a new novel now. Right. There's no Mr. Knightley to discipline her. She just keeps... And then just like George Bailey, you know, we find out what the world would be like. Right. Had Mr. Knightley never spoken. Never laid the smack down. Yeah. So all kinds of interesting possibilities. Now, when we are done, in case this wasn't yet clear, we will all have 12 draft picks. We will each have a setting and 12 or 11 other characters, objects, whatever we want. At that time, to build a story. At that time, we will each build a story with the materials we've accumulated, and then you listeners will be allowed to vote on whose fantasy novel—not fantasy in the sense of like Lord of the Rings—but so we're going to build a whole novel. 
Yeah, we are building our own novel. It's build a we're novel. We're just gonna pitch it. Yeah, we're just gonna pitch, pitch it. it. We're we, not gonna actually write novels. We do not actually have to nano rhymo or whatever that thing is. That'd but, be a lot of episodes. Yeah, that would be a lot of episodes. But yeah, is there anything else to say? I think it's all pretty clear, right? That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's we tricky. we drew before we started, and we're gonna do what's what's the style of? Uh, it's just a standard draft, which sometimes is called a snake. It's like a snake draft, folks. Yeah. So. Brandon gets first pick. Brandon gets first pick. So that means he'll get the first and the fourth picks. Right. I'll get, no, he'll get the first and the fifth picks. I will get the second and the fourth. I will get the third and the fourth. I'll get the second and the fifth. Yes. So I'll get the first and the fifth. You'll get the first and the sixth. Yes. The first and the sixth. I'll get the second and the fifth. And Nathan will get the third and the fourth. And we'll go back down. It's not such a benefit to. So I will get to pick two in a row and you will get to pick two in a row once we get going. Yep. Oh man, this is difficult, guys. All right, Brandon, you're up. You want to grab a setting or? Yeah, you think you would want to go with a setting, right? Well, you can do whatever you want, my friend. I'm not spoiling my strategy. You have a strategy. I've given this a little bit of a thought. Not very much. He he knew what his top pick was going to be before we even define the rules. He's been thinking about this for a month. No, that's not true. I came up with my top pick after we defined the rules. I have not. I knew so we were going to do this. What, do you know what his top pick is? No. Well, if you had to guess, what is his top pick? Does he get to go second? I get to go second. So we get two chances to get his top pick for setting. Here. Yeah, maybe you don't want my top I, pick. I don't think he's going to go for setting. I think he's going to go for villain. Good idea. Good idea. That's a good idea. Why don't you just think about the story that you want to build, Brandon? What story does Brandon want to build? What story does Brandon want to build? I don't know. Well, Nathan, now that it comes down to it, I don't know. You got to pull a thread, man. You got to start. I got to start. I know. Just because it's a world in a setting that I'm so comfortable and familiar in, because it's I've I've gone back to it a lot. I'm going to take the setting. How oh, do I want to do this? It would be amazing if you did. Do you know where I'm going? You're gonna say Midnight's Children. Yeah, I'm gonna take the setting of Midnight's Children. All right, that's. That's some interesting stuff right there. Yeah. All right. I'm writing this on the board, folks. You can do a lot in that world. It's a big world. Yeah. You've got magic realism to play yeah. with. Yep. Which means that I can now start drafting stuff from Narnia too, if I want. Now, to be clear, you do not get any of the, you, like, you don't get Pavardi the Witch. You I don't know. get anything like that. But I get but the possibility get... of that world. Yes. Yes. You yeah. get the, you can get the the nebulous existence of yeah. Midnight's children. But if yes. you want None any of them specific Midnight's children, you got to draft yeah. them. Yep. But you will have an opportunity to do But six. who says I want those Midnight's children? I, you do whatever you want, yeah, Brandon. <laughs> I'm, gu- I'm guessing your next pick will be young Goodman Brown. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, Jake, take it away. Uh, I take uh, Queen Jadis. Queen Jadis. I knew she was going to go fast. Well done, Jake. She would do well in my world. <laughs> Do you want to trade her? Nope, not yet. Is her trading allowed? At the end, we can make trades, sure. Yeah, sure. Listen, I'm going to make a rule that nobody else, nobody can like claim the white witch, even though there's, she, she appears in two different books. Yeah. But I, 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 think, I, I think you just, too. I think you just killed both of those opportunities to get Jadis. That w- that's been my assumption yes. the whole way. Otherwise, we've got like four Peter Pevensies and. Yep. I just wanted to clarify before somebody tried it. So we agree. Yep. All right. And you get two choices in a row here. Yes. All right. I'm going to get the two characters that I both wanted because I just think that these characters will make such a f- amazing and fascinating team up and people will want to read my novel. Oh, you want to do Puddleglum? Nope. Uh, my first character, 
I am going to pick the character that will be the heroine of my novel. Okay. And that would be Miss Jane Eyre. Okay. Interesting. And then he's going to pick Rochester and make her the vil- make him the villain. No, Jake. I'm going to pick someone who I just think would be a really good person to team up with Miss Jane Eyre, which is Reap a Cheap the Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> what? It sounds like an interesting kid's book so far. It was my fondest wish to put the two of them together in a buddy adventure. <laughs> so <laughs> Why? Well, Man. Brandon, you'll see when I... You've already got your story planned out. Well, he does, yeah. No, I thought about it. I, I put it in Slack. You guys, and I came up with the rules. We have all had the same amount of time to think about this. But I've got no time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I just spent five minutes and... Thought about what I wanted. <clears throat> All right, Jake. I want the magic rings from the magician's nephew. I hate you. Jake, you've got Queen Jadis and the magic rings. Brandon, your pick. Man, Jake's just going to tell the story of the magician's nephew. You <laughs> <laughs> going- saw through my plan. <laughs> like, I think the story will work pretty well, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? Just because I think they kind of fit in this world in a weird way. I want the weird villains from the Willows, whatever those things are. Those the, nightmare creatures. The nightmare creatures? Yeah, from the Willows. Can I have them? See, that's that's a question that we went round and round on today. Because he, they kind of fit with the setting? Yes. And we had sort of determined that they are so integral to the setting that you can't really rip them out of that world. What you can do is draft the Willows. The Willows setting, if that's... But he's already got... Drafted a setting. Oh, you can't. You can't have can two I, settings. Can I draft the willows into Midnight's Children? It could be the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, we what actually we talked specifically about the willows, and we decided <sighs> they constituted an integral part of the setting. I, I, I disagree. You could put them in the jungle in Midnight's Children. They'd you fit could, just but fine. then if I chose, if I had chosen the setting of the willows, and you had removed them from the setting of the willows. Then what have you given me but... <clears throat> Just willows. <laughs> a, a dumb river. The whole point is... It's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Well, there goes my plan. I've got to do two in a row, don't I? Yes, you yeah. do. All right, so I need a hero. Who do I want to be I my... need a hero. Who do I want to be my hero? I want to have a hero who never got a chance to shine. No. No, no, no. We have the Midnight's Children. We got a world of magical realism. What better place, what better person to drop in the middle of it? Then. Then. The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Jay Gatsby himself. Am I going to do it? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't take anything from the Great Gatsby. No. Except maybe Gatsby's house. I don't know. I'm going to take, because one of the problems with Salim is he's kind of weak. So I'm going to take, uh, oh yeah. What's his face from... The last battle, Tyrion. Tyrion, yeah, he's great. My hero, good pick. I'm taking Tyrion. He's kind of got a, f- he's kind of flawed in a King Henry course sort of way, but also a noble leader there at the end. Well, Brennan, you've got another pick here. Yeah, and so for my villain, I need a good villain. Who is going to be my villain? Nathan. Jay Gatsby. Holden Caulfield. <laughs> 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 he could have some knees. You could get Shiva. I mean, Shiva's not a bad villain. He's not a bad villain. And he fits that world pretty well. Tyrion versus Shiva. That does change things, doesn't it, for Midnight's Children? 
You could also grab uh, Tyrion's foe in the novel, the Beak God thing. What's his name? Tash. Tash. Oh, man. Tash would fit right in in Midnight's Children. Come out of that jungle. You know, I really feel like you need to, we need to not be having a lot of table talk about this. Yeah, thing. you don't want to be helping me, right? <laughs> could do Sredni Vashtar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Man, guys, I can also have objects, right? Mm-hmm. He wants to be going down into the jungle on a river, and he wants to be doing it on the Don Treader. There you go. I want the Don Treader. Fair enough. Yeah. He's following in his dad's footsteps. I don't know how he got there since the rings are gone. I was going to use those to get him there, but. <laughs> well, you'll just have to solve that problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to choose. It's not oh, your no. uh, choice. Is, you're right. You're right. If you want to let me know what you were going to choose, that'd be great. Nope, nope, nope. I want Henry. Henry V? My son? You, you want Hal. Bol- Hal? Not Bolingbroke, but Hal. Yep. Okay, fine. Take him. I'll give you a false staff, too, if you want him. Not right know. now. Can we can we draft the offers? <laughs> Are you going for false staff? <laughs> nope. That would be a weird... <laughs> I am going to get another great duo, oh, since man. I get to work in duos here. I am going to uh, go ahead and draft... Two wonderful felines, Aslan and the Cheshire Cat. What are you building here, Nathan? I don't understand it. <laughs> I thought we talked about taking Aslan off. Well, we did, but I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do anything with him. He's just there. Like well, a part cat. of the problem with having Aslan is Aslan gets to define the rules of any world he lives in because he's God. I um, will not have Aslan do anything that Aslan. That is kind of clever. <laughs> So that's why we talked about taking him off the table. Can we have one pick from Bookening History? Mm, like from any book whatsoever? No. We will do that like on our 200th episode anniversary. We will okay. we will do a full Bookening draft. So I was going to bring in Voldemort. Draft, and that'd be good. I, what, what I will say about Aslan, and the reason I don't feel bad picking him, is I will not use him to, to remake my world or to do anything that Aslan doesn't generally do in your average Narnia book. Is that acceptable? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's up to you. Jay Minsel. <laughs> so Cheshire Cat gonna eat Reaper Cheap. <laughs> um, You'll see. You already know where this is going. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm follow, I'm playing my gut here. Just following your gut. Yeah, my gut's about to lead me. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna pick Caspian. Caspian. Good choice. Jake is building an interesting novel here. It has definitely a feel to it. All right, I got my choice. All right, the bell from. That wakes Queen Jadis. Can I have that? Yeah. Yeah. I want that. Now remember, Jake could start Jadis any, in anywhere in her trajectory. So you're That's not... fine. I'm not stopping Jadis. I just want the bell. You just want the bell. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't even have to wake her, right? <laughs> it's just the bell. <laughs> you got the bell. <laughs> <laughs> she got and a bell. Then, did we read through the looking glass? Yes, we did. I want the looking glass. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. All right. I will take. No, you won't. Nope. Again. <laughs> <laughs> just forget jake move right past him stupid snake draft yeah he's gonna go for something like <clears throat> i want uh you know, i wanted reaper cheap so. <laughs> he took reaper cheap from you jake did you think he would go for reaper cheap i uh, not for his first pick yeah reaper cheap was one of my primary desires i reaper cheap was gonna be my second pick you guys both really like reaper cheap <laughs> but i got well, you he, want he, somebody who's interesting. I just feel like he can he can really add a lot of things to my story. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe threatening to 
kill Jane half the time. <laughs> you can put well, him on a buddy adventure. <laughs> Don't you think that sounds like a good story? <laughs> yeah, Don't you think was... maybe that would have helped Jane out a little bit if a mouse had been threatening to kill her for all her dumb? All right, anyway. I'm up. Yep. And I want, I want uh, Puddle Glum. Puddle Glum. Good choice. All right, I will go ahead and draft Holden Caulfield. Okay. Followed by Susan. Susan Pensive. Pevensey. Pevensey. I don't understand what you're building. <laughs> it's up to you, Jake. Well, Jake, do a pick. Then we'll let Brandon take a pick, and then we will have half of our board filled. So we'll end the episode there and uh, come back next week with the second half of our draft. Sound good? Sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. All right. I know exactly who I'm going for. It all is fitting together. <laughs> I want the Lady of the Green Kirtle. Ouch. Jake, yeah. how many villains do you want in your book? I've chosen two. Yeah, I know. I've got a partnership of, wit- of witches right now. You know what is this, like Harry Potter for bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got you. All right. So what I'm looking at is I'm seeing a weird story so far involving Tyrion going into a world he doesn't know. And what he needs is he's a young man. He needs someone who can teach him wisdom, mm-hmm. strength, and courage. Mm, I smell a Shredney Vashtar coming <laughs> I think Shredney Vashtar is exactly who I'm going for. And we've already seen this relationship before with a young man mm-hmm. and an old man and the sea. I want the old man from the old man in the sea. Okay, great. That's a cool guy. That's a cool pick, Brandon. Kind of a a dark horse there. Yeah. He was on my list. I am liking the way my story is looking, guys. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to end the episode here, folks. But just to tell you, Brandon, why don't you tell us what's your, how you're, you don't, don't don't tell the story, but just tell us the elements that you have. I mean, it's kind of telling itself, people. (laughs) We've got Midnight's Children. We've got Tyrion. We've got the Don Treader. We've got the Bell. (laughs) Okay. We got the Looking Glass. Which looks like cooking glass. And we got the old man. The story old sounds man like a bunch of morons standing around. <laughs> <laughs> like well, in an antique shop or something. <laughs> well, I guess we should ring the bell. <laughs> All right, Jake, and your story so far? I've got Queen Jadis and the Lady of the Green Kirtle. Nice combo there. I've got Team Hal, Caspian, and Puddle Glum. And nice. I've got some magic rings. And some magic rings. Well, I don't even know that you need those magic rings. <laughs> kind of... No, I can, I'll, I'll trade you the bell for the magic rings. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I want the bell? <laughs> you want to wake up Queen Jadis? <laughs> She's already awake. I'll oh. trade trade you. Uh, or, yeah. Well, oh, you're right. That's like trading electric company for boardwalk or Man, something like that. It was my rule, but wouldn't it have been fun to have Jadis before the bell? If you had to have Jadis before the bell, if I could have had Jadis before the bell, yeah. You... Before the sleep. Oh, right. To, to be able to go outside of her time trajectory. Yeah. Well, maybe we can do that some other time. My story, folks, I've got... Now, this story... Talk about a story that just tells itself. I've got <laughs> a classic duo in Jane Eyre and Reaper Chief. It's like Ratatouille. It's it's great. And then I've got a couple of cool cats. <laughs> Aslan. <laughs> That's the only reason you did it. And the Cheshire oh Cat. My, no, no. And then I've got some naughty school children. <laughs> Holden Caulfield... <laughs> And Susan. I mean, if there's a match right there. Yeah. Uh, who who would have thought? Holden would, might like to see a lady in nylons and lipstick. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, yeah, so there we go, folks. We'll be back with the second half of this wonderful draft next week. And we will... 
tell our stories and you'll be able to be able to vote them on them. So be sure and tune in next week. Very exciting. Booketing today, produced by me, executive produced by Jake and me. Go to the booketing or patreon.com forward slash the booketing to support us. Until next time. Stay sane. That's right. Do it.